All right. First John. Let's get there. I got a lot to say and a limited time to say it. So you're going to have to listen fast. First John. Chapter number four. All right, here's what we're going to do. All right, we'll do that. Mark, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> Verse number four. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Smith Wigglesworth, a preacher that lived over 100 years ago, good preacher, and he's kind of like Smuckers. With a name like Wigglesworth, you got to be good. And uh, a good preacher, and this verse he always hung on to, and his, his wording was, because of this verse, he knew he was a thousand times bigger on the inside than what he was on the outside. Now, let me read that verse. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears thee. And we are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know ye the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is is love. Father, take the few words that we will speak here this morning, and I am believing, God, it will be beneficial and helpful to every person in Jesus' name. Amen. In the 18th verse of this same chapter, the Bible says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. There is a tormenting fear. And I've known some people in my life that, in the course of my life, that they have basically been tormented by fear. And what a terrible way to live. When the Bible's pretty clear on this, perfect love casts out fear. And fear will never yield itself to something weaker than itself. That's why perfect love, meaning up here, is able to cast out fear, meaning down here. With perfect love comes the meaning of your life. And with perfect love, you will know more pleasure in your life than you will without it. And I will be the first to tell you that pleasure without the love of God there is some meaning in that. The trouble is, there's not enough meaning in that. There's not enough to keep you going. 1 John 4, herein is our love made perfect, because as he is, so are we in this world. Jesus Christ accomplished the will of God while he was on this earth. As he is, 
so are we in this world. That lets me know, with all my faults and foibles, I can still accomplish the will of God in my life in this world. Give you a trivia question. I'm prone to do this from time to time. What book starts out with, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times? Tale of Two Cities. Very good Chris Herman. Who said that? Logan Hackworth. Tale of Two Cities. All right. In that book, it's set during the French Revolution, and there are two, and I say main characters, a lot of characters in there, but two main characters, Charles Darnay and Sidney Carton. Both of these men are in love with the same woman. She eventually chooses Charles Darnay. Charles Darnay, with his very vocal and his gift of oration, he speaks out against the French government. He is caught. Charles Darnay is put in prison, and his wife is on the outside. I believe her name was Lucy, and she pines away because her husband is there awaiting the guillotine. And Sidney Carton the man who looks remarkably like in build in the way he carries himself to Charles Darnay. I believe how that story goes is Sidney Carton is Charles Darnay's lawyer. Therefore, he has access to be able to go into the prison. And once inside the prison, he walks inside Charles Darnay's prison cell, and there he tells him, this is what I'm willing to do for you because of the love of your wife. We're going to change clothes and you're going to walk out of here a free man. They change clothes. Charles Darnay walks out a free man and in just a few days, Sidney Carton walks toward the guillotine. And as he is walking toward the guillotine, a woman who had been a seamstress and had been caught up in this revolution against the French government, she too had been in prison. She knew that this guy, Sidney Carton, was really not Charles Darnay and couldn't believe that he was willing to forfeit his life for another person. As Carton walked to the guillotine, this is what he says. This is a far better thing that I do than I have ever done before. He later says, as they step up the steps, she overhears him say, this is the greatest joy I have, dying for those that I love. And as they was putting the hood upon his head, and then the noose around that hood, he says these words, the final words. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus came to where I was in the dark prison cell that I was in. 
Jesus Christ was willing to change clothes with me. And like the old, old song says, I gave him my old tattered garments and he gave me a robe of pure white. Why would Jesus do that? And then allow me to walk out free and him to face the executioner by going to the cross. It's because of perfect love is why he's willing to do that. I was set free and he took my punishment. And I'll clue you in. He took your punishment too. He took your punishment too. Becky, if you're ready for that, let's show that Team Hoyt video. Dick and Rick Hoyt, Team Hoyt. And the dad was only able to converse with his son on a computer. And the son, Rick, said, Dad, I'd like to be in a marathon. And the dad, ex-military, said, I'll train and we'll do that. As of the latest thing that I, information I had on them, Dick and Rick Hoyt have completed 276 marathons. And 204 10K runs. Listen to this. Listen to Romans chapter 4. To him that works not, but believes. Rick Hoyt could never do a marathon. Rick Hoyt could not walk up them stairs. Rick Hoyt could not do something as easy as driving a car to this building and from there getting out of that car and coming in and sit down in a seat by himself. He can do none of that. Read the verse again. To him that works not, but believes in Jesus. Rick Hoyt has enjoyed all of these marathons because of one man, that dad. Read it again. To him that works not, but believes on Jesus, his faith is counted for righteousness. Well, preacher, I ain't done enough good works. To him that works not, but believes on Jesus. I have witnessed to different people down through my life, and they have said, Preacher, we've never given any money to the church. But to him that works not, but believes on Jesus. Well, Preacher, I'm not a church-going man. But to him that works not, but believes on Jesus, God counts that as righteousness. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Could we with ink the ocean fill and the sky of parchment made where every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? 
To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. God has love, but it's much more than that. God shows love, but it's even much more than that. God knows love, but it's much more than that. That you may know the width, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of God. In 1 John chapter 4, Verse 19, he first loved us. Let me re rearrange those words. He loved us first. Before God created the Rocky Mountains, he loved us first. I love that. Think of that. Before God ever made the sun, the moon, and the stars, he loved us first. Before God ever made any single planet, he loved us first. Preacher, I can't get my head around it. Neither can I, but I still enjoy that. Before God made the flowers of the field, he loved us first. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. For God so loved each and every one of us that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. When I refused him, he still loved me. When I cursed him, he still loved me. When I turned my back on him, he still loved me. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. In the book of Hosea, God has Hosea the prophet to marry a prostitute. And upon marrying that prostitute, he had three different children with her. And each time, she would run off after giving birth. And Hosea would go and find her and bring her back. And it got to the point to where at one time he went and found her, and she is on the auction block. And Hosea takes his money and buys his wife back off of that auction block, all in demonstration. God's using this man's life to show how Israel had acted as a prostitute against his love and how God, because of his love, would go and rescue them back every time. Every time. Hosea 14.4, I will heal their backsliding. Here it is. Because I love them freely. Because I love them freely. For God, not loved, so loved. It's not God has love. That'd be like saying the ocean has water. The ocean is water. God is love. Becky, if you're ready, let's do that last, do that last video. You can go through life without being rich. You can go through life without being famous. But you can't go through life without being loved. For God so loved the world.
That's you and me. That's all of us. God loved us all. Bow your heads, please. Father, we thank you, God. And no amount of words that I can express can fully plumb the depths of your holy love and your great love for us. Lord, all I can do is just stand in amazement and awe of that love. I ask and pray, God, this morning, if there's someone here that's never surrendered to you, never surrendered to your plan for their life, Lord, let today be the day for them. In Jesus' name, amen. At the close of the Civil War, at Appomattox Courthouse, Robert E. Lee surrenders his sword to Ulysses S. Grant. These are the words of Robert E. Lee sometime later. After hearing about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Lee said, when I surrendered at Appomattox, it wasn't Grant's military that I kept in mind. It was President Lincoln's goodness that I kept in mind. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It wasn't Grant's military. It was Lincoln's goodness. Goodness of God leads men to repentance. God is good. God is good. Let's all stand. Praise God. These altars are open, and please let me reassure or reconfirm this each and every time. When someone comes to the altar, please uh, come and pray with them. Minister and help, and help them as they pray. So right now, right now, if you have a need for prayer, come right on.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. I saw Jesus